Hi, Jody here. Before we start the show, I want to let you guys know about our Patreon page. We offer four different tiers. $1 a month, $3 a month, $5 a month, and $10 a month. At the $1 a month level, you get the show in its entirety, plus the little extra stuff we do after our tagline, commercial free every week. At the $3 level, you get everything at the $1 level, plus Sean's OK, OK, So commercial free every week. At the $5 level, you get everything at the $3 and $1 levels, plus you get the Patreon-only section of the show on video. So if you're wondering what David and Sean look like, this is your opportunity, or me for that matter. And at the $10 a month level, you get everything at $5, 3 and $1, plus the entire show on video. So if you decide to sign up, we really, really appreciate it. Those of you that are current Patreon uh, subscribers, we appreciate you every, every day. And now on with the show. But I mean, what would happen? Would it, would it royal the markets as they're waiting to hear what the court says? What do you mean, what court? If uh, you, if hey, Joe what? if Joe were to pull the Fourteenth Amendment to pay the bills, okay, to we say have to Janet Yellen, keep stop yelling, the bills. stop talking. Okay, now you can start talking. Okay. Because we didn't start yet. I mean, we started audio wise. Well, I was just yakking, regular yakking, not no, TV I, broadcasting know, I'm yakking. To, I'm trying to get things so that it works. <laughs> it's very difficult. I have so many fool things to into do. Thinking that this is a professional operation, right? Best of luck, my friend. Well, we are paid for this. That's true. So, so technically, technically it's professional. we are professional. Technically, it's professional. <clears throat> I think that I want to raise. Uh, <laughs> don't we all? I know, right? Um, <laughs> Hold on. There we go. Oh, I Welcome to this week's edition of From the Bunker with Jody Hamilton and David Shockett. So you're, we're talking 14th Amendment and the debt ceiling. Is that what you wanted well, to discuss? Oh, you're overwhelming me. Don't we want to wade into the show? And Hi. My name is Jody <coughs> okay, Hamilton. Good. His name is David <laughs> okay, Shockett. I'm, I'm good. Uh, uh, Sean and I will be recording the show next Wednesday, not um, next Tuesday because of his work, but he will be in studio. And that will also be um, after, no, right before we take the cat to her oncologist appointment. So, so apparently Republicans are now going ape over the deal. Right. That McCarthy is struck with Biden, even though it's not doesn't seem like a great deal. It's not touching defense spending. No, um, it's also not touching the uh, infl- Inflation Reduction Act. It's not touching student debt relief. So are, you, are you happy with this deal right now? I think it's except better. for the fact that we shouldn't have to make a deal right. to get the debt ceiling passed, which is absurd, right? And setting a terrible precedent, right? Now, the work requirements, uh, McCarthy actually was on a mic today. He was being interviewed, and somebody, and he literally said, I mean, I can, I can do it. I'm going to paraphrase, but he did say, well, if a child is not working right now and just sitting on the couch, they should get a job in order to get their food stamps. A child? Well, you know, they're not a, fan, a big fan of the labor laws. Of, I mean, he, uh, yeah, a child with no dependents. You, like like, you saw like the 12-year-olds working the floors of the slaughterhouses in, in, I think it was Oklahoma or Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let me Can you let imagine me get, a more horrifying thing. Oh, me, we didn't know the company we hired. The kid, the kid's like four foot foot six. You couldn't tell it was a child. Yeah, yeah. no, it was <clears> um, why did in his happen? hazmat suit. Yeah, no, it's uh, here we go. McCarthy and Schultz. Wait, it might be here. Hold, please. Um, yeah, he literally said. Um, I just think that we're getting inured to the depravity of this party. Like we're just taking it. We're just baked. That's baked in with the cake of who these people are, and we've become to accept it. Like they're okay with like eight or nine or ten year olds working in a slaughterhouse. 
right. or having to having to go out and and violate you know child labor laws that were strenuously fought for a hundred years ago mm-hmm. so that they can get their food stamps. Yeah, I mean, and and okay, so there's there's a new work requirement. I believe raises it from up to fifty four to up to fifty six years old. Just for everything that the progressives don't like, let's give Biden. A big majority in the House in 24 and an even better one in the Senate. And then we can get rid of it because this isn't permanent. We've got to get rid of the debt ceiling anyway. Well, we do. And the, the, the one of the best things about this we're deal. Only two, there's only like two countries in the world that have a debt ceiling. And we're one of them. And it was one is Norway. Years. And Norway has it set up where it's like, you know, a number that's so big that they won't hit it for 100 years. So really, we're the only company that has, practically speaking, a, a real debt ceiling. Right. And. Um, <clears throat> And the only reason is because of 19, it, it passed in 1917 and it was about to raise money for World War One yes. because people did not want to do that war in this country. So we had to raise the money from um, taxes were barely in birth at that point. Um, so that was how it was. Right. Ra- that's how it happened. Oh, are you referring to the Great War? Uh-huh. Before the other one. Um, that our war is awesome. It's just called the awesome war. <laughs> and so um, uh, <clears throat> what happens, what one of the good things about this is the debt ceiling is raised through 2025. So not during the election but at year. least we have, at least hopefully we'll have a new Congress in, but I mean, you know, it just means, but I mean, it's just, it won't affect the election it's, now. It's yes, but it's also, and it's also teeing us up for and they another it, round of extortion. And they raised it $4 trillion, which is a lot, not enough. As far as I'm concerned, it would be a, a gazillion. No, they should raise it a quadrillion. Yeah, at least. Um, uh, or how about this? Get rid of it. Abolish it. I agree, because it's not constitutional, which is where we get back to the 14th Amendment. Now, So that's what I'm saying. Right. Why, do, why doesn't Biden say, okay, I need this much more, and here are your choices? No, 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 because he's— So the steak knives, or you're fired? Well, here's the deal. Here, here Okay. <clears throat> His deal, basically, as much as the Progressive Caucus isn't liking some of it— A lot of it. A lot. No, no, some of it. I mean, the IRA is still in. Um, a lot of the climate stuff is still in. The Some IRS? of the, the IRS we is cut by a billion dollars. That's, that's not it. that much. No, I got it. No. Um, Gee, I wonder why they don't want to go after tax cheats. I, that's the weirdest thing to me. No, it makes perfect sense. The tax cheats are their are their donors and supporters. Right. I just I, just to be clear, what they're doing is the the Republicans want to cut all the extra funding to the IRS. Because the IRS, it's really, really expensive as opposed to the people that make 50 to 100 grand a year. If you're auditing people, people that make a ton of money in corporations are very, very expensive to find and audit. Right. <clears throat> so the, and, but that's where all the tax cheating money is going right. to those people. <clears throat> Excuse me. So the Democrats are trying to raise the funding for the IRS. So the IRS now has the leverage and the power and the investigative tools to pursue the people hiding and cheating the most amount of money. And of course, the Republicans are protecting high-level tax cheats. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, McCarthy's going, hey, we didn't raise taxes on anybody. Okay, great. Then we'll go after the tax cheats and get the money that they already owe legally it's like, speaking. It's like hundreds of billions. Several, several. Yeah. I mean, that's going to cover a lot of stuff. Um, uh, so McCarthy's trying to spin it as something great, but his his caucus is his, the- You're talking about the nut job wing. Yes, most of the people that control it, like that are going to call for his- Speakership to uh, they, be denied. Yeah, I think all you need is one. One one person just has to. They have to vote on it in the House can you, again. Can you explain to me? Because I don't really understand. The Fourteenth Amendment lays out the fact that, aside from birthright citizenship, right. birthright citizenship, we we can talk about later, is uh, the United States will never be in default of its debt. That the United States must pay its bills. It shall not be denied. Basically, yes. it's in layman's terms. You have to pay. We have to pay. We're not a deadbeat nation. We have to pay our debts. Right. 
Um, I don't know what the judicial argument against would be against it. I don't know who would have the standing or the reason to bring that case. This if, House would bring it against the executive branch. Okay. Would and they? then the Supreme Court would be the only court to adjudicate you, that you because need, you that's need how every, Okay. But you need and but because the because the house has the right to raise or cut funding, and so it, the house controls well, the, the, the purse house strings. Control, yeah, the ways and means. So thing. they would be the ones basically that would be quote harmed for some strange reason. But regardless, they'd be claiming that they're, the the executive branch is usurping their is, authority. Yes, is overstepping would be what I would think their argument would be. It's a losing argument. It is a losing argument, and, and we wouldn't have to give up anything, mm-hmm. and it would take off take up. Take off this debt ceiling thing forever. It would, and and I know that Joe Biden has talked about visiting this in the future. He really wants this gone. He hasn't said I want the debt ceiling gone. He goes, but I think we need to discuss. I think he this. plays smart. chess a lot more than people give him credit for. He's very smart. In fact, um, um, what's well, the craftiness I'm talking about? Like his experience in legislative he's negotiations. Around. Like he knows what he's doing. Of course he does. And and one of the uh, I want to say it's Nancy Mace. Said, oh, this befuddled, you know, blah, 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 you know, calling him a doddering old fool beat McCarthy. That means you guys are really bad at your job. If a doddering old fool can beat and you at beat, this. And as a private citizen, uh-huh. beat, beat an incumbent president by 7 million votes. Yeah. I don't think he's that. I, I don't think that that phrase of him he, being doddering is a really think, good idea. I don't think he's got part. the same game, but I'll tell you, during the last election cycle, when people are saying, no, it's the economy, stupid, it's the economy. And he, when he came up saying democracy is at risk and ultra magas and saying, no, you're wrong, he was 100% right. Of course he was. They that were you know, were criticizing him being out of touch were 100% wrong, and he saved us from a landslide. Yes, he did. And the reason that the idea that his polling has been so upside down for so long is just mind-blowing to, to me. It's not How to stupid me. stupid people. I think here's the difference. I think, um, like, with Republicans, when, they, when they're polling, like, with their positive-negative of Trump, for instance, I think people, even if they disagree with Trump's policy or they're angry at him or something, if they're a Trumper, they're never going to say uh, they disapprove. Whereas Biden, you have people that support him and vote for him that will say they disapprove because he's not liberal enough. So I think his numbers are skewed more than Trump's numbers are skewed because people that support him will still say they disapprove because they're not getting enough. Well, okay. I could, I, I can agree to that in this, uh, media environment. Um, because the media is not saying the accomplishments that the president look at the mainstream media. Oh, no, inflation no, is still a big issue because the media is telling gin, you inflation is a problem. Gin, they're ginning up a horse race. Right. And that's, if it were still just the that's big three a, that's networks, a game. if it were still the big three networks and news was a lost leader, polling would be very different. Yes, because the truth. I don't would think be there should there. be any presidential polling at all. I don't think. I, agree. I think. I think. I think within sixty days of an election, all polling should be. There should be no polling. I don't want people voting at least based not on how public they, polling. I don't think people should be voting based on how other they think other people are voting. What do you think about this candidate? Do you like him or do you not like him? Don't look at where the polls are. I agree. People are are. are disproportionately influenced by polling, and it's absurd. I agree. The and the polls, polling has been wrong. Well, the polling is, since cell phones dom- became dominating over landlines, it's, it's a, polling's irrelevant. Yeah. Well, and it, I mean, they've proven the last, what, three, four cycles and that it's are, wrong. And, and not to mention the fact that people are lying to pollsters. All, the, all yeah. the people that lied in 2016 because they were embarrassed to admit to a pollster, a complete stranger on the phone, they were voting for Trump. Mm-hmm. It's bizarre. It is bizarre. Um, but as far as the 14th Amendment is concerned, now, there is no guarantee that what uh, McCarthy and I assume McConnell, Schumer and Jeffries and the president all agreed to because they were all in the rooms together with their various high level staff members. Um, 
can't we pass it with Democratic votes? Even if they lose 20 or 30 Republican votes, can't we just fill in the blank? We, we have, if we, there's we, enough we Republicans. Still two, we still have 205 Democrats. We have, two, uh, uh, we have more than that. I mean, if we had all the Democrats vote for it, we'd only need five 50, votes. Yeah, five Republican votes. I know, but I don't. I, it would be a terrible look for the Republicans if this got passed. McCarthy's bill got passed by Democrats. He wants the Democrats to save his ass. That's what he wants. So we'll see. I mean, it but, may not. And it's, but the thing is, it's also making it more and more manifest to the public that if we do have a collapse, an economic collapse, or, or, or we, we default on debt, it's their fault. Well, that's the thing is, is not only, okay, this so first off, first off, not all Democrats are going to vote for this because you're, you're uh, progressives. Very few. I would say at least six or seven progressives are not going. They're going to vote. No. Well, they're also in districts where they're bona fide, they're, and they have to say, "I came back and said." Their no. primary election bona fides are on the line with this as well. And that's fine. That's why when Nancy Pelosi would get certain votes to the floor, she would say to Pramila Jayapal and, and AOC and others, "Go ahead and vote. No, we've got the votes. You do what you need to do for your district. I understand it, but we need to pass this. I'm fine with you voting no, but you all over here, you're going to vote yes because she knew how to whip, whip votes." votes. Uh, Kevin McCarthy has no spine. He also has no real support. And no ideology. He just cared about the business cards that said speaker. No, that's redundant. His um, spine and his ideology are they're, they're, yeah. and inextricably so, unlinked. And there is a, okay, you only need one person in the House <laughs> to, to bring say, up a measure to recall. To bring up a measure to recall. And then the whole House has to vote again. Do we really want to go through 15 more effing votes? As much as you you know, you don't like the comments by Nancy Mace, Nancy Mace is a thousand times more reasonable than Kevin McCarthy and probably smarter. Would you prefer her to be Speaker of the House or Kevin McCarthy? I would prefer Hakeem Jeffries. <laughs> but, okay, answer my question. <laughs> no, I, I don't like her. Because we, we could have picked whoever we wanted in the Republican Party to be Speaker of the House. If we got our entire caucus together, Jeffries says, listen, you don't need to vote for me. This is what we're doing. We're picking this person who is a moderate Republican who won in a Biden who won in a district that Biden carried? You know, you're going to tell me we couldn't find five Republicans just like that who'd love plum committee assignments and be be chairmen of those committees? Pick someone like Nancy Mays or pick some like Adam Kinzinger. That was that office. was bandied about before. Yeah, yeah, no, we don't. We didn't even need. You don't even need to be a member of Congress. No, you don't. My question is, why the, didn't we pick? We picked the speaker. We, I'm, I guarantee you we could have found five Republicans that won in, in, in Biden districts and, and made them chairman of Ways and Means, chairman of Intelligence, chairman of, of you know, oversight. There's, there's, there's plum assignments that they, would be lo- that they would love to take home and also give them a bunch of bacon for their, for their district. Still would have been a Republican running it. We had no choice. It was going to be a Republican either way. Yeah, but with, with a weak person like Speaker McCarthy, it just shows that they don't know how to govern. I mean, if that was if that was our game plan, to just to watch them implode, maybe maybe that was. But I feel like we could have gotten a lot more done with a speaker that we can work with. Imagine what we could do with the House and a, and a, no, um, Liz Cheney would pass uh, anti-abortion legislation in a New York minute. Well, we don't need. It could have been anybody. It could have been you. But my point is, we could find we could find a we could we could have appointed anybody. I don't know if you would have gotten the five six. Republican you could have got vote. six Republicans for me or you. You could have got six, five or six Republicans for Adam Kinzinger. Then they could have voted for Hakeem Jeffries, too. But they—I mean, you're, that's not a realistic scenario. I'm wondering what, I'm wondering if they even contemplated that. They did. There was banty. And about. I'm wondering if they're contemplating the 14th Amendment. And I'm wondering what the— other, oh, than, other, yes. than, other than there would be a legal challenge, which would probably not prevail, 
What's what's the downside of evoking there the Fourth isn't. Amendment well, and not giving anything up to these extortionists? You have to look like you're negotiating from Biden's political point of view. Okay, got it. Like I'm okay. willing to engage. Hey, look at I'm what I bipartisan. did. Look at what I gave up. And you still can't pass this bill? That's when he brings up. They technically have until the 5th of June now. Okay. It's in committee today. They're voting on it in committee today. If it passes through the committee, then it goes to the House floor tomorrow. If it passes the House, then the Senate will pass it by 51 votes because it's about money. I I have no problem. I have no doubt that it's going to pass. No, the McConnell Senate. will. It's going to pass. Um, whip the votes. Yes. Um, if it doesn't get out of committee today and they don't get it to the floor or it doesn't pass by the end of this week, that's when the president is going to be like, hmm, you better pass it over this weekend because uh, Monday's coming and we run out of money. And if we run out of money on Monday, I'm invoking the 14th. Because if he did it two months ago, it's like, been like okay. oh, he's not willing so to negotiate. He's, pulling the, he's saying, I'm going to pull the ripcord. The ground, he hasn't I'm, said I'm that. I'm 2,500 feet above the ground. i got to pull the ripcord down. He hasn't Sorry. said that, but I know it's in his brain. He should have passed us when we were up at 15,000 feet. Right. And so if he passes, if he goes, everything's dead, then we start back on budget negotiations, which is fine. But now you don't have this hostage, which Matt Gates referred to the debt ceiling as a hostage the other day. He literally said, we've got the hostage. These people are awful. No, they're saying, they're saying the quiet part. Out loud. Yep. They're just, they're just, the, it's, it's mind boggling to me that- It's that, not really anymore. Well, Newt Gingrich started this. The depravity of these people has been on full display. I mean, I would argue for, for 30 years, but you could, you know, clearly, clearly since Trump, it's become manifest. Well, yeah. I mean, Newt Gingrich was the first house speaker to hold the debt ceiling hostage against Clinton. That's when it began because it's an old law. Nobody it was raised all the time. Nobody mm-hmm. even thought about it, it until Newt. It was perfunctory. It was, and nobody even thought about it until Gingrich, when he wanted to change welfare as we know it and other things as we know it. And and he took uh, Clinton by the short and curlies and got stuff passed because of this hostage taking. Then with Obama, almost gave up some. Remember things. how horrible Newt Gingrich and Tom Delay and people like that seemed. Now they seem like amateurs no, compared to this crowd. They're still awful. Well, you know, they're, they're horrible human beings. Newt still is but awful. But like when, when George W. Bush seemed like the, you know, the epitome He's awful. of evil. But compared to Trump and these people. Well, now there's a new, there's a new reporting. A new well, there's new reporting. I forget who reported it. Um, on how many people died because of Donald Trump's inept. COVID response? 700,000 like t- of a million of us died because of his response because it became exponential at the beginning when they couldn't clamp down on it right away mm-hmm. when they didn't they had they, they developed a vaccine but they didn't have a vaccination plan mm-hmm. in place mm-hmm. and and biden like quintupled the number of vaccinations within like six weeks i think less than that it was very, so it's very very impressive how they ramped up and they were hums umstring because of that uh c1t mm-hmm. from the um General Services Administration, mm-hmm. she delayed the transition. And people mm-hmm. are like, oh, what's the big deal about the transition? It's huge. It's it's huge deal. Huge. These, That's the Afghanistan pullout too. That was the same thing. You're taking over the administration of the of the you know, the most Government, powerful country yeah. in the world with the largest economy on the planet, mm-hmm. and you're bringing in 2,500 new employees to run this new organization. You need to be on point as soon as you possibly can. And when she delayed those funds a month, you know, people couldn't get their new computers in. People couldn't get their briefings. People couldn't get anything done. And she's, she kind of waddled away into history and got forgotten about. But she's a villain in this, too. People should they not, all are. People should not forget who that person is. They all are. And on that note, we'll be right back after this. I'm, not, I'm leaving. 
Wait a minute. Now, I now go you're back. back. <laughs> and I have to write this down because last It's like uh, in Bewitched. Uh-huh. Twinkle, twinkle, twinkle. Boom, boom. <laughs> oh, no, like, okay. How, how did you do that? Bling. <laughs> how did you do that? Well, they turned the camera off. The actor walked onto his mark, and they turned the camera back on. <laughs> also, they would, there's a thing that I learned years ago. We were shooting this sketch called Flatulence, which is a very funny sketch. And we had our two actors kind of become one face. Okay. And so what the DP did was he took a wax pencil when he shot Jeff, he drew around his face on the monitor. Okay. And then when Delphine walked in, he said, okay, closer, or zoom in, zoom out, and that's how it matched perfectly. Okay. Just a little wax pencil, you can take it right off the monitor after. How smart how is, is that? How is it like an I Dream of Genie and a Bewitched at the same time? Because one was first and one was second, and they I were following I guess the same way that. there was like a, a Petticoat Junction and a Green Acres at the same time. Well, and, and all the volcano movies that all came out at once, and all the asteroid two. movies there that came volcano, out. There was Volcano, and there was... LA, there was the LA there, one, there was and one then Dante's Peak. Dante's Peak. With then, uh, Pierce Brosnan, yes. if I'm not mistaken. And then there was um, the asteroid movie with Bruce Deep Willis. Impact and, and Armageddon. The, and Armageddon. Thank you very much. See, they, and it's sometimes, <laughs> and it's just, I, I don't know which show. I actually like Deep Impact. And like Armageddon, for instance. And I love those. I love those big, oh, great love those action too, movies. Yeah. Armageddon gave me a headache. That's how bad Armageddon was. <laughs> and those are movies that I specifically go to if they're good. All right. Although there's only one movie that I want to see in the next two months. What? Oppenheimer. Oh. I'm not even a big Christopher Nolan fan. Like, I've disliked his last four movies, I would say. All right. I mean, I get that he's a genius. He's unequivocally a genius. I just don't trust the guy to entertain me anymore. Like, I don't want to sit there. I don't want to have to bring, like, a notepad into a movie and, and, and like, take notes and kind of figure it out after the movie's over. You know? It's like, wait, wait. This is supposed to be fun. <laughs> I feel like I, I, I got, like, a syllabus. And I had to go home and do like summer school. Thanks, thanks, dude. Uh, I'm gonna write this down for there. So um, the documents case looks like it's wrapping up. Um, uh, you heard about? Um, Will he bring indictments even if he hasn't finished the 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 one six case? It's two different cases. So when he's ready to go, he's ready to go. He's yeah. he's not gonna wait for all, all everybody's entree to be ready before he serves the table. No. Like I said, whatever's ready first, bring it out. So what is interesting is that... This uh, is the Mar-a-Lago documents case. Documents case, yes. Of Donald Trump hanging on to obstructing justice, hiding documents after he knew it was, and ignoring subpoenas and requests from the archives to return classified top secret documents that were in his possession illegally. And just so you remember... um, the National Archives sent over information to Jack Smith regarding how many times they told Donald Trump how to declassify things and his acknowledgement of learning how to declassify meaning. So he can no longer even plead ignorance. Not the ignorance. They say ignorance of the law is a crime in itself, but I believe that there was some loophole that it would change the charge if he really didn't know. He knew. He knew. And it was explained to him by experts. And, and there's documentation that he understood. He signed things, mm-hmm. apparently. Plus... Um, oh, he's effed then. Oh, yeah. Um, now his, and there's video of people like moving boxes. Yes, one here day. it is. Here it is. Uh, Trump and his aides uh, allegedly carried out a, quote, dress rehearsal, unquote, for moving papers even before his office received the May 2022 subpoena. So when you say dress rehearsal, meaning like, hey, if we ever get... Here, move it there. ...dinged by the feds, this is the plan to hang on to this stuff. They have gathered evidence indicating that Trump at times kept classified documents in his office in a place where they were visible and sometimes showed them to others. That is espionage. Well, there's going to be other people there that know who he showed it to. Mm-hmm. No, if you're like a low-level employee, even if you're a manager or whatever, but I mean, you're not like a big shot, 
you know, you can't afford a federal case against you. That that costs like a million dollars to defend yourself. Every single one of those people at Mar-a-Lago is going to roll over. Well, they've Even talked Na- to everybody. Nata, his body man. He's he's he has spoken, but uh, reluctantly. Um, uh, but the guy that helped him move boxes, <clears throat> completely like I didn't know what I was moving. I just said, do you need help? So basically, here's um, this is very interesting. Corcoran was lied to. Evan Corcoran, whose 50 pages of notes we now have because of the crime fraud exception. Evan Evan Corcoran. Okay, got it. So Corcoran's. That's a Trump attorney who just quit. No, no, no. That's Petroli. That guy. That guy just quit. No, Evan Corcoran uh, pled. uh, uh, I can't think now. Pled privilege. Because okay. he was his personal lawyer. But uh, Beryl Howell, I believe it was, she said, no, 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 crime Beryl fraud. Beryl was the judge. Yes. There's a new judge now in that in that district uh, because of how they rotate them sure. around. Um, but she said, no, 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 crime fraud. <clears throat> when there's a crime, you can't yeah, when you, when you and your When you and your lawyer are criming, I mean, your client are criming or your client approaches you to do criming, that's not excused. So that's, that's how we got privilege. the 50 pages of notes. You have to talk about the crime that he was talking about. And he talked about the crime and he turned over his notes. Now, what's interesting, uh, he uh, Evan Corcoran has recounted that several Trump aides told him to search the storage room because that was where all the materials had been brought from the White House at the end. He found 38 classified documents in that room. He then asked whether he should search anywhere else. Um, but he was steered away. No, 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 don't look in the room where we have, you know, authorized personnel and classified documents only on the door. Um he never searched Trump's office and told prosecutors that the 38 papers were the extent of the material at Mar-a-Lago. His, un- his previously unreported account, as relayed to The Guardian, uh, suggests he was materially misled as the special counsel Jack Smith examines whether his incomplete search was actually a ploy by Trump to reclaim, retain classified documents, which goes together with the moving boxes around the day before they it's all like come down. It's like he had so many places, to, off-ramps, to get out of this crime. And he turned down every single one. Well, and there's... there's has Corkin testified to... Uh, given deposition to Jack Smith? Smith, yeah. I bet Christina Bob has as well. It's to the grand jury. I haven't heard a peep out of her, so I'm sure that she's cooperating. Oh, I'm sure she has. Um, and uh, we haven't heard from Mark Meadows. I think he's chirping like a little bird. People don't even know where he is people right now. People are not sure about Mark Meadows. They don't Mark know where Meadows. he is either. He's like not been seen. And people are looking for him. I mean, he's a guy who makes Kevin Carthy's, McCarthy's spine look ramrod. Yeah. He's a bag of jello. No, he's he's whatever time he's a bad he's, guy. He's a bad guy. Whatever time he's looking at, it's a lot less if he's cooperating. Um, but basically, um, is that Elysium Day going to come where we get to see all these people frog marched and perp walked and inked and mugshotted? Hopefully, like, is it ever going to come? Like I was looking at, at something today, another headline of Trump saying something about the judges that mm-hmm. was threatening. I'm like, when the is this guy going to jail? Like, how? I I'm just well. I mean, with the gobsmacked the, with the New this. York case, he was literally sat down and had to take a class in don't in say this crap. Up. Yeah, don't say this crap, or you're going and to he's jail. Still doing. I mean, the fa- maybe that it's, it helps us the fact that he's been so immune to consequences for the last fifty years that maybe he feels he's bulletproof and he's continuing to break these crimes at a point where he no longer has the leverage that he had. And, They're uh, letting him hang himself, basically, because when he says, oh, it's unfair that. and I'm treated differently. Yeah, you are. You're treated a lot better than most people in the same situation. Trust me, you are being treated way more fairly than the next guy would be by leaps and bounds. Have we heard from Rudy lately? No. 
he's been quiet. He might be talking to. Um, he, he's going to jail regardless. Probably. So the thing is, is, is not only were uh, boxes rehearsal moved around, but apparently, according to the guy that helped Nada, he moved boxes into an SUV that then went up to Bedminster right before Donald met with the Saudis about the Leave Golf Tournament. Oh, I thought you were going to say right up before uh, they buried Ivanka. The, the, who knows? Ivana. Ivana. There's that, too. But apparently... Apparently, it took like six or eight people to carry a coffin with like a 90-pound carcass in it. Mm-hmm. What else was in that coffin? Like, are we ever going to get I mean, get coffins to t- are heavy on their own, I think we need. Still. I think we need to call in Geraldo. I do, too. Let's open that vault. But no, I mean, apparently boxes were moved to Bedminster, so most likely, depending on time, circumstance, and whatever else information, they might be getting a warrant for Bedminster soon, which is what unless I Unless it's do. already been issued. Which, or unless they're already talking to employees there. Well, I, you know they talk to everybody at Mar-a-Lago. Yes. From the, the guy that worked one day while this was going on to people that have been there for sure. years. Um, so everybody's already been interviewed, which is why it looks like the documents case is being wrapped up. Is Mar-a-Lago, is it like a hotel? Can you stay it's there a resort. for a yeah, yeah. It's a resort. Oh, yeah. It's Got a resort. Um, and, uh, but not as so bed-buggy as it's like an event beach club thing where you go for the day and there's a restaurant or whatever. There are hotel rooms there. Yeah, there are rooms. You he lives there. there. I mean, there are rooms there. Illegally, by the way. Yes. He illegally. lives there illegally. Yes. As a resident, he's illegal. They allowed him to do that, which is just whatever. Like, I don't know why somebody on that town council in Palm Beach doesn't say, hey, dude, part of the part of the deal that allowed you to run this as a resort was that it could not be used in any way, shape, as or form by anyone as a residence for more than 60 days. Get the out. They, they like him, I guess, down there. You know, they like that. Cl- they, yeah, it's weird. It's a weird scene down there. It is very strange. Um, so I got that. Which is nice. Um, Ken Paxton. Oh, my God. The Attorney General. Of the great state of Texas. Of Texas. Is getting. Impeached. Well, he has. Drawn technic- and quartered by Republicans. You know how grotesque his behavior must have been for the Republicans to impeach him? He's been under indictment for 10 Abbott years. Abbott hasn't said a word. No, he's been under indictment for 10 years and got reelected whilst under indictment. See, but also it's like, I understand how they have a guy like John Cornyn or a guy like Rick Perry. Texas is a big state. They like macho. They like the guys with their kicking cowboy boots. I could see Rick Perry being captain of the football team when he was in high school. He's a big, good looking guy. But like, you know, guys like Ken Paxton, guys like Ted Cruz, these spineless little sleazy worms, they seem like the most, the least Texan kind of person you can imagine. Why the and do these people in Texas elect these sleazy, wormy guys? It just seems like so off-brand for them, unless I'm giving Texas too much credit. I mean, you and elect Republicans, fine, elect, elect Republicans, but not a spineless, simpering worm, sleazeball, liar, demagogue like Ted Cruz, who in his entire state has a power adage where people are literally freezing to death. Think about freezing to death. And rather than being there and trying to help deal with the problem in his state— he gets on a plane and flies to Cancun. Left his dog there. Yes, he left his dog in a freezing house. And then he comes back and says, oh, yeah, I just wanted to make sure my my family got there safely. Yeah, because your wife and your kids couldn't fly for an hour and a half to a resort town. Where they have no, phones. No, you were busted, you lying sack of sh- Yep. So um, the char- uh, Attorney General- Texas do better. Yeah, they should. Uh, so he's the trial is set for no later than August 28th of this year. Um, Which we're talking about, oh, Ken Paxton's trial. Mm-hmm. Is in trial or his impeachment hearing? No, he's been impeached by their, their assembly. But I mean, but now you have a hearing. Oh, so it's the impeachment trial is what you're talking about. Right, like Got we it. do in the Senate. Um, the charges include bribery, misuse of the office where delivered. There's like dozens of charges. Yeah. Um, and his wife, who is also a state senator, 
should recuse herself from the trial, which she will not. But she um, then she's going to get she's going to get unelected too. I guess it's a crime family. Right. Yeah, the one guy, the Republican, I saw him, and this is a real conservative Republican saying, you called my office and you threatened me if I supported impeachment. Like, he called tons of people and personally threatened them. And all those people are saying, no, dude, you called me and threatened me. I'm not not going to run and hide in shame or not tell anybody. You're busted. Um, so, uh, la, la, la. this is it, Ken Paxton, not Dan Patrick, lieutenant, lieutenant governor, who's also a piece, a pile of garbage. Right. In my humble opinion, I don't want to get into he's, he's garbage people too. In um, your opinion. Yes. In my humble little opinion over here on this opinion show. Um, Paxton is being defended by Donald and by Ted Cruz. Of course he is. Uh, Abbott has said nothing at the moment. The governor? Yes. From the uh, first mansion and from his wheelchair. He has, he's, so what happens in Texas is he's been impeached, which means he no longer can hold the office until the trial is over. Now, if they don't throw him out of office on the Senate side, then he goes back to work immediately after the trial. If they do throw him out, then he's out. But right now, he can't do the job that no, they have he was to appoint elected an interim to, do. Person to do. And so far, Abbott is not done that at this moment. Okay. You, you, need, you need an attorney general at his post at all times. What, what is he waiting for? I don't know. Um, to see who's going to give him the most money? I don't know. Uh, Republicans succeeded in passing a slew of measures as they held up victories for conservatives, bans on gender-affirming care, and banning offices of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, and then Harris County, that's the one, man. That's Dallas. Uh, that's Houston. Houston uh, third largest county in the nation. It's controlled by Democrats. Like and five under, million people or something? It's big. It's Yeah. Uh, new laws are forcing them to fire their elections administrator and open a path for state officials to take greater control. Basically, they want to kick the black votes off the ballots. That's where all the black votes are. And the and the and the Well, they want votes. the right to say, "Oh, I don't like the turnout, so we're Well, aren't they trying to do that in Georgia with Fulton County? Yeah. Yeah. No, they, they they've run out of voters, so their only game now is to is to try to reduce the number of voters we have. Right. That's it. Right. And if they're successful, they're going to have a permanent ruling Christian theocracy in this country. And if they're not, they're eventually going to fade into oblivion. The Whigs. Um, I was just going to say the Whigs. Mm-hmm. You're nuts. I know. Um, so the accusations include an indictment on securities fraud and allegations that he misused his office to try to thwart an FBI investigation into one of his donors. So that's obstruction. No, these are things you go to jail for. Yeah. Not just get kicked out of office yeah. for. So um, hopefully he will get not only uh, officially kicked out for good, but um, will also go to prison finally. Now, the um, uh, Allison Gilf of Muller She Wrote fame, also the Jack podcast. So if you don't listen to that, please do, because that will explain everything Jack Smith to you. Okay, got it. As it's going on, they have like, it's, it's her and Andy McCabe. Again, not to be confused with Jack White. Right. Not, no, totally different guy. Um, so the uh, Inspector General of the Department of Justice released um, its semi-annual report to Congress. It's a list of ongoing investigations, and what she noted was one investigation that is no longer on the list, which suggests that it's wrapped up, but not ready for a final report. Uh, the DOJ announced they were opening investigations into two aspects of one sixth. One would look at preparing for and responding to one sixth, and the other. Uh, probe whether any form uh, any former DOJ officials tried to improperly influence the outcome of the 2020 election, and she posts these two things from 2021. Now, um, Garland testified that he would accept the recommendations of these probes, including 
uh, criminal referrals, and that would include Jeffrey Clark and his letters to seven swing states. Remember his, okay. So she said in today's the fill in attorney general. He no Trump wanted him to be be the the agent AG. And then everybody that was everyone's going to resign. We're going to resign if if you you appoint this guy to be the, the interim AG. So today's report, she wrote this about an hour ago. The IG lists the probe into preparedness as ongoing, but the investigation into former DOJ officials for trying to overturn the 2020 election is not on the list. So AG says, that sounds like it's complete. Um, she's, wait a minute, repeat that sentence. She says, here's what she writes. So the list of ongoing investigations. Oh, got it. So it's not on the list, which suggests it's done. Um, she said she posited that having a nonpartisan IG recommend a full investigation to be open, Garland would insulate himself from politicization. Smart man. True. Um, and it might be what he was waiting for. It may worry, but it may very well protect convictions from being overturned on appeal. We like that. Uh, this is the kind of br- I love how she writes. This is the kind of brilliant due process that will serve as the foundation for charges stemming from the special counsel probe, a- 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 as in Jack Smith. Also, the reason it took longer than we wanted to get off the ground. So she has the full report. For those of you that want, it's on the Twitter and probably on Spoutable as well. So this is this is good news. That that's um, it looks like uh, Jeffrey Clark is going to be in some more trouble, and some others will be. It's going to be like an avalanche where it's going to start slow, and then you know it's going to be easier and easier and easier because also the public isn't going to get inured to these convictions. Just like Alvin Bragg took all the incoming fire, but then Jack Smith comes in one, Fonnie Willis, Willis comes in two, Jack Smith comes in with the one six thing. All of a sudden, there's going to be so many. It's a uh, what is it called? Um, like drinking from a fire hose. Mm-hmm. Like there's going to be so much outrage they won't be able to be outraged by it. Well, yeah. I mean, that was the whole fire hose of tennis balls that Donald Like that's Trump why I was wishing basis. that um, <clears throat> Fonnie Willis would hurry up because I felt like she was hanging Alvin Bragg out to dry. But I guess there was a... An, uh, she was a, getting more witnesses. But there was also a, a, a grand jury calendar that she had to adhere to. Wait a minute. Didn't that, didn't that grand jury just no, the one three ended days ago? It, the like one, the 28th? I don't know. It's it's coming up if it hasn't adjourned yet. But and remember, she had all those extra witnesses that decided to flip once they learned that they could get immunity. All the electors out of the 16 fake electors, eight of them flipped. Oh, so she's probably, already, she's probably already come to her charging decisions. Probably. Well, she said them, August. She's announced them in August. She said early August. And, you know, spoiler alert, she's going to charge them. Otherwise, she wouldn't be warning everybody about it. And like it. security, we're going to need extra security. Oh, they've been working remotely, apparently. Yeah. Her, her off, everybody in her office is not working in the office right now for safety reasons, and that's completely understandable. When, um, uh, do you know if, if Smartmatic or Dominion are suing Trump? I don't think so. Who, do you remember the name of the two election workers in Georgia? Oh, the, the mother and daughter? Yeah. I don't remember. Whose lives were destroyed. Do you know I, if they're suing? And... and uh, they were passing around these these uh, like there were vials of, of cocaine or crack. Like they made them look like it was it was right. so I remember that just dripping with racism and and ugly ugliest racist yeah. tropes. These two nice older ladies, well, one was middle aged and one was an older lady. That you know just the work they were doing, like like they were old, you know, like they right. were drug dealers. Right. I don't know, but um, aging Carol has amended her complaint, other complaint to add what he said at the CNN town hall. Nut job. But what's interesting, thank you. You call her a nut job? Yes. What's also interesting is because this new, this old complaint, which the DOJ was defending because the original complaint was while he was president. Sure. 
and and Garland went with what Bill Barr did because Bill Barr was defending him at first because this is a president and sure. you have to defend him. Fine. Because this is a new part of the complaint, that takes over the old complaint. So Merrick Garland basically says, we're not going to defend it. If the judge uphold, if the judge allows that to be added to because this complaint. Because it's no longer the Department of Justice defending the presidency, not the president. The presidency- and the newer complaint supersedes the older complaint. It's a brand new complaint at that point. And so Garland has put in... It's not a person, it's an office. Right. And so Garland has said, well, since this, if it's accepted by the judge, now the judge has to accept that to be an amended complaint sure. versus a brand new complaint. So he can either... He, uh, it might be hell. So Trump is now going to have to... They can either say, yes, you can add this to the existing complaint, or word. you're going to have to file it as a separate. That's up to the judge in the case. Um, so if, if the judge allows that to be an amended part of the original complaint, and this is still part DOJ of the, li- the walks complaint, away. was DOJ involved in his defense up until now? Yes. I thought Jack Tacopina was defending him. Well, he's his personal lawyer, but the DOJ is, is part of that. Okay. Uh, so who does he get to defend him now? Cause I'm sure he owes Jack Tacopina money. Oh yeah. Jack Tacopina didn't do a great job. I mean, you know, if you're, if you're, as Donald a def- Trump didn't do a great job. Terrible. He made it impossible. She's yeah. not my type. Oh, she's hot. Wait, he didn't what? even recognize his own wife in the picture. Wait, wait, what? He didn't recognize his current wife in the photograph that was with him in the photograph. He recognized the person. Yeah, no, no, no. Ivana is in that picture with him and E. Jean Carroll. That's right. And he re- he re- he thought E. Jean Carroll was, was Marla. Marla Maples. He didn't even recognize the other. He, he said, "Well, that's my wife." No, and he's go, a mess. Who's but your also, wife? And he pointed to E. Jean. Having to cross-examine someone who's been sexually molested is—it's a horrible job. And unfortunately, that is a, jo- a real job that people have to do. But, you know, like, you know, yuck. so it's hard to do that well and then go home and sleep at night. Well, I mean, if the person was Unless innocent. you really think the person is lying. Yeah. If the person is innocent of said crime, you want to question the person accusing that person. Vigorously. Um, but no, E. Jean Carroll was a really good witness and Donald Trump because was not. Because she could tell that she wasn't lying. Right. And she had contemporaneous witnesses that yeah. she told within six hours of the incident. Well, and he also said, oh, she didn't produce an address. Yeah, she did, dude. You just didn't produce your blood or anything else. Lying sack of crap. Yep. Um, She's doing it to her my political career. Yeah. You were, you were a real estate developer back then, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is forget about it. So, oh, um, I guess that's why he lost. You think? Well, and he's a liar, and he's really bad under oath, which is why when he said, "Oh, I'm no," gonna... he's like, you see him in he's deposition, terrible. he's like a neutered animal. Well, yeah, because he's afraid, rightfully so. That's why he said fifth all the time on the last deposition. For but I thought only criminals took the fifth. Oh, he changed his mind on that once it was explained to him. Right. Thank you for listening to From the Bunker. Thank you. Thank you. We do. Tell your friends. Tell all of them. So on and so on, like the Fabergé. You can tell people you don't like. Yeah, just go grab their phone and make them subscribe. Right? Just watch. I mean, once they watch, you wouldn't want to subscribe to this. Look at this. Look at these mugs. It's really quite something. It really is. Um, If you need help, get it. There is no shame in it. Yeah, Jody's available 24-7. I'm busy, but Jody will help. Sure. Uh, if you need help, get it from professionals. <laughs> there is no shame in it. You said we were professionals. Not for that, though. Okay. Different kind of profession. I got you. Yeah. Mary Trump is somebody you could go to and talk to about that because she's a professional. I'm sure she's reasonably priced, too. <laughs> I'm sure she is. Um, and we'll, we'll talk to you guys next Hi, week. Mary. Hi, Mary.